Hey friends, what's going on? You are now listening to the TMJ Show, the MD Journey Show, an entire podcast dedicated to helping students just like you succeed on a medical journey, but doing it with less stress. My name is Lux from an internal medicine physician. I have the pleasure of being your humble host to help you on your medical journey. Let's get started with today's episode. With four years of medical school, additional years in residency, you would think that there'd be many similarities between being a medical student and your actual life as a doctor. But as I've learned from personal experience, they are completely different. Some of these reasons end up being cause that students ultimately are unhappy with the field when they get to practicing independently. Let's break these reasons down. Number one is pattern versus fact learning. When you are a medical student, you are taught that you need to memorize the most smallest details in order to do well on quizzes and tests that seem like they're the biggest things in your life. Now fast forward to the time that you are a full-time physician, there is no more multiple choice exam. Instead, you'll be presented with not four or five answer choices, but a patient that is complex with a complaint and multiple possible diagnoses. So to truly take care of these patients, you have to get better at something called pattern recognition. This is the ability of taking a patient's history, their chief complaint, the reason that they're coming to see you in the first place, their medications, their labs, and being able to say out of all of the possibilities, these are the most common. And as you get further and further into your medical journey, this becomes easier. For example, if I was in medical school and somebody told me they were having chest pain, the first thing I would think about is a heart attack. But now as a cardiology fellow, seeing hundreds of patients who have complained of chest pain and knowing that not all of them are related to the heart, I'm looking at other things such as their labs, the way that their symptoms are described, their EKGs to tell you if this is likely going to be cardiac or not. This definitely comes with practice and actually becomes one of the most enjoyable parts of medicine in my opinion. Number two is the ratio of documentation versus actual medicine. As a medical student, your daily schedule will be focused on learning more medicine through your lectures in the morning, through labs in the afternoon, and then coming home and actually studying for your upcoming quiz and tests. Especially early on, as you go through day after day that looks like this, you anticipate that your future as a clinician will also be the same. But on the flip side, after now being a full-time hospitalist and now currently a cardiology fellow, there is a lot of documentation in medicine that we don't get exposed to when we are early trainees. In fact, if we take, for example, my one year of working as a full-time internal medicine hospitalist, out of a 12-hour shift, pretty much three to four hours would have been spent in some form of documentation. This would include documentation such as an H&P, the history and physical if a patient is being newly admitted to the hospital, a progress note if I'm following up on a patient, a discharge summary if a patient is going home, or letters to things such as insurance or work if a patient needs an excuse letter. The sheer amount of documentation that can easily take a majority of your day goes a little bit noticed until you get further into the journey. Number three is bread and butter versus zebras. Now in medical school as a student, I remember learning the most exotic diagnoses, thinking that I possibly would see them on a daily basis. This would force myself and other medical students to memorize the most smallest details, collections of symptoms, random enzymes, as well as how things were inherited in case I saw that disease on the clinical rotations. But in reality, after now being seven, eight years out of medical school, I can tell you that a majority of medicine is in some form bread and butter. Now personally, while zebras and exotic diagnoses are pretty cool, I actually enjoy the bread and butter and seeing them more often than not. For one, it increases my level of confidence knowing that I'm able to treat these diseases because I likely may have done it for the patient before, but two, it also helps for the first thing that we talked about today, which is the idea of pattern recognition. The more patients that I see with asthma or heart attack or chest pain or arrhythmias, the better I get at managing future patients with similar presentations. Next is the concept of system-based decisions and care. As a medical student, you are focused on the medicine and the diagnoses and the care that is required to make a patient better. 
But as you get further into the medical journey and you have more of that responsibility laying on your shoulders, you begin to realize that even the most standard forms of care and treatment are not easily accessible by all patients. I've had multiple instances where I want to give the best form of treatment or surveillance or imaging and realizing that the insurance is not going to cover enough, thus making that form of treatment too expensive for that patient. So the biggest takeaway as a doctor is that the standard of care may not always be standard and it may require a little bit of creativity and flexibility on both yours and the patient's part in terms of what the best thing to do is with their social economic background. Next up is the idea of speed of patient care versus detailed analysis. I remember fondly of how important it was for me as a medical student to be able to tell you anything about a patient. You were encouraged as the medical student to know more about that patient than anyone else on the care team. This included their old history, their medications, their allergies, as well as old forms of treatment and imaging they may have done. Now ideally I would be able to give the same level of attention and detail to every patient I take care of today. But with the speed of medicine the way it is, unfortunately that's not the case. In fact, the closer you get to becoming an independent physician, the more your speed of patient care will matter because there's likely a patient after the current one that is waiting for you to see them. There is a little bit of uneasiness and wondering if you were more detail oriented or if you had more time, if you'd be able to make a different management plan for that patient or perhaps take care of them even better. Now next up is probably the biggest difference personally for me from being a medical student to being a full-time doctor. And that's the concept of accolades versus entire wellness. When you're a medical student, you are stressed out of your mind to think about all the things that could go wrong. You start convincing yourself that you're not studying hard or long enough. And if you don't, that quiz or test that's upcoming may not go your way. That board exam right around the corner could be a little bit better and your opportunities for future residency and career options are going to be more limited. This is a common stressor that I personally had as a medical student and so many of my peers and colleagues have. But now fast forward to being a full-time cardiology fellow in my one year as an internal medicine hospitalist, there's this refreshing take that your accolades don't matter, your patients don't ask you where you went to medical school. In fact, what matters more is your overall wellness. For me personally, as I cross into my 30s, my priorities are significantly different than when I was a medical student. Yes, being a great doctor and learning to become a better cardiologist is a big priority to me, so when I'm at work in the hospital, this is the number one thing that I'm focusing on. But when I come home to my daughter and my wife, my number one priority is being the best family member, the best dad, the best husband that I possibly can be. In addition to both medicine and family, my personal progress and fitness and learning are all important aspects. These aspects of your life that are super important to be a happy full-time doctor are things that are just not acknowledged enough early on in medical school because it's all about the grades and all about the learning. But if you're encouraged and motivated to go through this incredible journey and still enjoy your experience at the very end, as myself and thousands of other students have done so, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and drop your comments down below. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe or follow button on your favorite listening platform. But the biggest takeaway, my friends, is that being a medical student is incredible. Being a full-time doctor is incredible. Yes, they are completely different, but if you go and make that transition from one to the other with the full focus of being both a great physician as well as being a happy individual, then you'll start to make the right habits early on and ultimately be able to say, I really enjoy this career. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and if you did, go ahead and follow me in this episode right here in my life as a full-time cardiology fellow, as well as this episode right here on all of the study techniques that I use to get a 3.9 GPA in medical school. As always, my friends, thank you so much for being a part of my journey. Hopefully we were a little help to you guys on yours, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. 
Hey friends, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes and definitely consider hitting that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening platform. And if you want a little bit of extra bounty points, we'd love it if you leave an honest review on iTunes to help the channel and the mission of the MD journey grow. And also, by the way, if you're interested in getting that unfair advantage in medical school and avoiding the most common mistakes that myself and other medical students have made, definitely check out our most popular programs that we have for you here at the MD journey, including the med school domination bundle, as well as our personalized one-on-one coaching programs, which will be linked down below. But as always, friends, thank you for joining me on my journey. Hopefully that was a little help to you guys on yours. I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care, my friends.